friends, Womankind is back after a summer break. I'm here in episode 55 with Chelsea Von Chaz, founder and CEO of Happy Period. And there is no story of subversion this week. Instead, I will be posting some things from the month of July on social media. Um, so make sure you check that out at Womankind Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And also, towards the end of the episode, this is a distance recording, so there is a little bit of static. So just be aware of that. But Chelsea has some really, really interesting things to say, so make sure you stick with it. All right, enjoy. Hi, friends. Welcome to Womankind. I'm here with my guest in episode 55, Chelsea Von Chaz. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, thanks for having me. Chelsea is the founder of Happy Period, so we're going to hear a little bit more about that right now. So, Chelsea, tell us a little bit about what Happy Period is. It's a nonprofit that provides menstrual products to low-income, homeless communities, um, individuals who have been displaced because of a natural disaster, um, we also uh, provide menstrual products to to schools um, for the girls who um, may be experiencing uh, monarchy or about to experience monarchy. And um, we're all about eliminating the stigma surrounding menstruation. So we talk about periods in a way that makes it, or people realize it's, it's actually extremely relatable. Um, we're all about body positivity and self-esteem surrounding um, menstruation. Excellent. Oh, God. Oh. Was there more? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a pause. Um, <laughs> like, period. Literally a period. Like, literally a period. <laughs> it's, I love that you guys are working to eliminate the stigma because quite literally – you know, half of the population experiences a period at some point in their life. And, you know, we've been taught to not talk about it and kind of keep it in the shadows. And, you know, that leads to lack of education and people going without. So I think you're doing a really great. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a trip how there's a struggle there with a lot of people still uh, extremely uncomfortable even within their own bodies, um, um, when it comes to their period. And definitely a lot of individuals who do not have periods are extremely uncomfortable, um, with something that kind of has nothing to do with them, but it does. Right. So, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely part of, it's the, it's the hardcore foundation of our mission is in everything that we do. Cause even in providing services or just providing products to shelters, transition homes, schools, we, you know, that's the roadblock that we get most of the time is when there's some pushback because someone does not want to, um, have the conversation <laughs> or someone does not want to even think about periods, let alone work with us to where it's like, we're all, we're all about that and not hiding it at all. So it's interesting in doing this work though, but it's come along. It's, it's definitely, I think it's changing up a bit. So where people are a little bit more comfortable with it, but you just find a few here and there that are just, it's complete resistance. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in a situation where you're met with that kind of resistance? 
I mean, I just have to remind people that they came from a woman that had to have a period. If, if she didn't have a period, there was no way that they were going to be here. Um, or they had to have a, the person had to have a menstrual cycle, a full menstrual cycle in order for, in order for them to, you know, produce or reproduce and be born. I think some folks are just, they forget that part, um, which is insane. Um, and then, you know, always have to bring up the fact that, you know, we're really, we're strong and we're magical because we bleed every month and we actually don't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does make us stronger. It does make us the more dominant sex when it comes to as far as uh, powers and capabilities. Um, so, you know, it's it's just things like that. I think folks are, it just kind of goes they're not conscious of it because we're not talking about it and because we just made folks so comfortable, but it's time for people to get uncomfortable and maybe get out of their, their bubble for a little bit, um, for the sake of half of the human population goes through this shit. So I don't understand why people are un- uncomfortable with it. So I have to just break that down, you know, and that it helps a little bit, I think. Definitely. Now, <laughs> The reason that you started Happy Period, I think, is quite interesting. I saw the story on your website. I think that's a pretty valuable story to tell. Can you tell that, us that, how you came I across? mean, really simple. I was on my period one day. I was leaving work or headed to a gig when I was still doing wardrobe. I was a wardrobe stylist for about seven years, and I got into costuming, and I was headed to a showroom in Hollywood, and I saw this homeless girl crossing the street, and she had a period stain on the back of her butt. And she actually crossed the street over to, like, where there was a Trader Joe's. Really uh, busy intersection in Hollywood. Uh, Extremely, like, um, privileged, rich area. Um, And, um, you know, in Hollywood, we're so desensitized to the homeless experience, unfortunately. Because there's a lot of homeless uh, individuals in California, definitely, but uh, specifically in L.A. County and Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, she just crossed the street, and that's when I saw the piercing on her butt. And um, I was on my period that day, and I was like, yeah, that 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 is insane. Um, nobody's really paying attention to her. Where is she going to go, or does she have an option? Um you know, or is there, are there resources, you know, we don't really, we kind of assume that shelters take care of everybody and that they're good and that they're good at what they do and that they take care of everything and they provide everything. But that's not the case. Um, when it comes to majority of shelters that have women or that house women, um, they, they, they're not, um, legally required to, take care of everything, you know, so they, it can be, it can be a women's shelter or a transition home for women, but they may not have, um, they're not required in their budget to have, to allocate menstrual products in their budget or to have tampons, pads, liners, underwear, wipes, all of that on deck. They rely on donations. They rely on their, um, their staff or someone in their staff to ask for donations. So, um, and that's something that 
goes along with the stigma too because we're not talking about periods and periods are, it's such a taboo that nobody's thinking to donate period products. Nobody's thinking to allocate period products in their budget. Nobody's really thinking about the experience of a woman who is homeless. Like, oh, duh, shit, she's still bleeding. She still has a period. Her period is not going to stop just because she's houseless. Or her period is not going to stop just because she's out living on the street. Um, so that's that's a really big that's a really big deal so that's that's the core of where the idea to start happy period came from excellent so in california there is no law that requires menstruation products to be in a shelter in in america period there is no law that requires uh shelters or transition homes to have period products unless unless the like similar to new york unless there was a bill an executive bill that was passed that uh supports shelters with period products with the state um and that's allocated in the budget from the state unless that's the case because that's that is the case for new york um but no like across the country nobody is required to to have that. Wow. So I'm in New York state and I didn't realize that law must be pretty recent because we've had this conversation or I've had this conversation with other guests within the last couple of years. So that's exciting. Uh, I mean, maybe that was like three years ago oh, when that bill was passed because, um, I mean, I remember like even petitioning for it and signing for some shit. And then, um, um, the uh, yeah the menstrual equity bill like for New York I want to say that was a good three years ago uh maybe three summers ago when okay. the bill was officially signed by what's his name de Blasio is that who you guys have um that's who you did have for a while maybe oh, okay. so I'm not in New York City I'm in Buffalo New York so maybe that's just a city thing because I know in Buffalo uh we have the same issues at our shelters that you know, they get lots of donations of, like, T-shirts, but no undergarments, no bras, no feminine products, no menstrual products. Gotcha. Maybe we'll just have to do some research because, um, from what I know, the bill includes prisons, schools, and shelters. So it's allocated as far as in the state budget for them to have that. But it's not, it's not a law that says uh, these institutions or these organizations are required to have this or required to have this to, to, to be in business or to be able to, uh, to, to, to care for their clients. So with the bill I'm talking about with New York, that came along with the tax because the, the entire state of New York, that's the bill that I'm talking about because your menstrual products are not taxed. Oh, right. Did you know yes. that? Okay. okay, so within that. that same yeah, so within that same bill, mm-hmm. um, there there was a, a some type of clause in there, but within there within that same bill, uh, they still allocated part of that budget to uh, to take care of women's okay. prisons, schools, and um, and shelters. Mm-hmm. And it's not that many states. I mean, still over thirty five states require a tax on tampons. Um, That's but incredible. nobody, nobody is required to just make sure that this stuff is taken care of. Right. 
So talk to me about some of the impact you have had in L.A. County and the California area through Happy Period. Well, first first thing, like, Happy Period is across the country. We're in over 40 different cities. Um, we have chapters and ambassadors, like, all over the place, um, from D.C. to New York to Philly, Miami, Atlanta, the Bay Area. So we started in L.A., but now we're everywhere across across the country. Um, that took about maybe three years for it to jump from one city to um, to about, like, 40 chapters. Wow, that's uh, amazing. That's awesome. That's, thank you. And that's pretty much, like, grassroots work, volunteering, um, hundreds of volunteers that support us, um, with donations, donation drives, um, hosting period packing parties, hosting gatherings to get people to donate, to, um, um, to, to advocate for menstrual equity, eliminating the tampon tax, providing products to girls in schools and providing products to women in shelters and trans individuals in shelters. Um, so everybody's working towards, um, um, yeah, everybody's working towards the cause. Um, we've been able to um, have some amazing partners during this ride. Um, so now, um, happy period. We now work with um, or partner with the brands that actually make these products. So from your Kotex to your CVS to um, Finks, Lola, Cora, the Honey Pot Company, Ray L, like any, any, any period product that you could think of that is healthy and safe for our periods we have worked with them before if not we work with them can we continue to work with these people uh with these companies and um from that we've been able to you know um impact over a hundred thousand periods per year since 2016 and um we've done Amazing work as far as on the local side, um, having great partners um, on the local end when it comes to shelters. Like I said, we, we, we have now grown beyond just helping homeless communities. We're about low-income communities. We're about helping uh, families, women, girls who are transitioning out of being houseless, who, um, you know, just may have low income or may just be in a temporary state, you know, a temporary kind of financial um, hardship. Um, we have done um, natural disaster relief. We worked with Cora. They supported us with over 75,000 tampons for Hurricane Harvey um, survivors. And um, that was freaking amazing. Um, and um, That's another we, one of those things that, you know, people wouldn't think of right away that in some kind of nat natural disaster that of course people are still having their periods and they probably lost product if they had them and you can't get to a store. Like that is such a, a great area oh, to have really, on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, so now it's like, we're always down we're always, we try to be ready and prepared to, to help out when that happens because I mean, it's kind of, that's something that comes every single year, you know, and sometimes it's not as bad as the previous year or, or what if it's a hurricane, tornado or earthquake or fire, you know what I mean? Like it's always some shit 
that happens. So we try to just be prepared with our partners to just, you know, know who we're going to donate to or how we're going to distribute the donations. Um, I'm real hands-on as a founder CEO. So I like to be on the ground. I like to fly to places to help and serve. Um, cause I just know how it is when you're getting donations and bulks of shit and it's just sitting there and you have to figure out like how to distribute it. So I already knew like, that's what a lot of organizations down in Houston were facing where they may not have, they have all these donations and all this money or all, you know, all this shit, but they don't have bodies to help distribute any of it. So, um, so that's what we did. So we were able to hook up like high schools and churches. And, um, we even went to, um, uh, this spot where the Red Cross and FEMA were out, um, passing out food vouchers and we were passing out, you know, kits of pads and tampons. Um, yeah, because people can't get to the store. People who have survived, they're trying to pick up the pieces. So we want to help, you know, the, the point was to help them out so that way they didn't have to worry about having to go pay for this because they need to, you know, keep budget all of their cash, all of their funds towards eating, you know, or, yeah, surviving, yeah. or getting to work. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the point because I think like people just, I think my frustration kind of is like when people hear homelessness or low income, they just have this very narrow view of what this person looked like. They just feel like, oh, maybe they're black or they're brown and they're poor or they're hungry or they're struggling, they're addicted, they're on drugs, they're crazy, they're homeless and dirty and smelly. And that's just so not the case. We help of dozens of women who are houseless, but they live they have full-time jobs or they have multiple part-time jobs and they just live out of their car or they work at a fucking startup in um, San Francisco, but they live out of their car, but they work at a startup and they have, you know, they have um, a good paycheck coming in, but they just cannot afford the rent or they're on the run from a husband or a boyfriend um, or they lost their job and they don't have benefits. They can't get unemployment or whatever it is. And they're just figuring it out. So they're living at a shelter temporarily or they're at a transition home. Um, you know, so it's, it doesn't like, you know, with us, it's just, it's kind of more so it doesn't matter what your situation is. We're not here to judge you. We're not even here to tell you that you have to take the period kit. It's just like, hey, sis, if you want this, you can have it. These are your options. This is what we're providing. Use whatever you want to use for your period, or you don't even have to, you don't even have to take this. You know what I'm saying? It's it's your choice. You know, it's just, it's just that we're trying to, we're the, the point is us, the point of it is to make sure that people understand that, you know, we're we're just here to to help. Cause we, you know, I personally understand like, um, Peer products are just expensive. They just cost too damn much. And then on top of that, they're taxed. So, um, and I understand like having my period, like how shitty it can be. And, um, you know, uh, I couldn't imagine having to be dealing with my period on day one with the heavy flow out in the hot ass like streets of downtown LA or having to, you know, fall asleep in in the backseat of my car, you know, and hoping that nobody bothers me or hoping that nobody, um, um, you know, tells me to move my car or anything like that. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine having to, having to deal with that. So, you know, my point is to just make it so that they're, they are as comfortable as possible and they have, op- they have options and means to, 
to stay fresh and be clean and take care of their period. Right. And it's not something you can, like, stop from coming. Like, it, it's inevitable. If you're in the car, if you're on the street, wherever you are, like, that period is coming and you need something right. to help you. Right. Exactly. So what, exactly. Actu- what actually comes in a period kit? Pads, tampons, liners, soap, wipes, and um, underwear. Oh, awesome. So everything, all the basics, um, one would need for their period care. All organic, all um, chemical-free, safe products. We don't do, like, the chemically-infused products anymore. Um like, I actually make that a, a requirement. Like, anybody partnering with us as far as donating, they have to, as far as a company or a manufacturer, they have to prove that the products are clean and free of chemicals. Um, so they get a, a bag, like a kit, our main kit bag is a, is of disposables um, as far as the menstrual products, like the pads, liners, and tampons. We also provide uh, reusables if, the person requests them. Like we always just have them on standby. So we also provide menstrual cups. We also provide um, cloth pads, um, period panties. Um, you know, it's pretty much like anything that you can imagine that you would want to use or try for your period. We we provide we provide that. Um, and you know, and of course, like for everybody, like even when we do. When we're donating, uh, providing um, schools products for their nursing station and for their students, um, it's the same situation. Like the products are organic, cotton, safe, chemical free, um, you know, and they get a little bit of everything so that way they can choose and pick what they what they want to use or they don't have to use it at all. Um the whole thing is just, you know, so everybody understands, like, these are your options. Like, this exists for your period. You have the option to try it or not. Nothing's wrong with you taking the kit and trying all trying everything or maybe trying one thing. It's just, you know, more so about you figuring out or you deciding, like, what you like for your body, for your period care, for your own comfort. I love that. You give so many options. I actually just tried period underwear for the first time for my last period and I loved it. It was awesome. What is it what did you try? A cup, uh, you said? The period underwear. Oh the period panties. Yeah. yeah, I like I like my I like my period panties for sure. Um I that's that's the only reusable item that I really dig mm-hmm. using. I've never tried uh, the menstrual cup. Okay, yeah. It's not for everybody. I think it's good for some folks to try. I think it works wonders for um, um, a lot of women who are just sick and tired of tampons or sick and tired of pads, and they're just open to using something that would help save them money. And, um, you know, and women who are, like, you know, extremely comfortable with their bodies or open and being comfortable with, with their bodies, I think that it works wonders for a lot of people, um, especially for folks that find the perfect size for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being comfortable in, in that state is the most important thing. Um, so, Chelsea, tell my listeners, if they're interested in getting involved in some way, what is the best way to go about that with Happy Period? 
Um, well, first off, if you are interested in helping out with menstrual equity, helping um, eliminate the stigma, helping to eliminate period poverty, if you will, uh, I mean, it starts with you. Um, so um, if you like to carry out the happy period model, which is to collect, assemble, and distribute period products, you can have a donation drive at your school, with your church, uh, with your friends and family members, um, even for your bridal shower. You can collect as many period products as possible, assemble everything into kits or make little kits out of everything where you're collecting, you know, the pads, tampons, liners, wipes, soap, underwear, um, make it, make kits out of everything or box it all up. Just box everything up and decide, pick a shelter that's local to you and drop it off at that shelter. Or if you're down to do shoe distribution and you know where there are a few, um, you know, where there's a shelter or there's like where an area where there's a lot of women, you can go pass out the kits or just go donate it, donate it to them. That's what carrying out the happy period model is. You know, it's not, it's not about packing up everything and just shipping it to us or let me just make a monetary donation. Great. If you want to make a monetary donation, that's fine. If but I'm saying if you want to be more hands-on and actually be the change, like that's what you that's what you can do. That's what our ambassadors do. That's what um, all the women that um, um, over our honorary board that host that are covering our main chapters. That's what they do on a monthly or quarterly basis, um, collecting products. Um, if you would like to get involved to be like an ambassador to do this regularly to really advocate for happy period and, um, spread awareness. You can go to our website at hashtag happy You can find us on Instagram at we are happy period. And, um, same thing with Twitter, same thing with Facebook. We are happy period and, um, connect with us. You can send us a DM, you can send us a message. If you have any questions, if you just want to get involved, I mean, all the information is there on our website. Um, someone from our community honorary board will contact you to get you started. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really, it's just really simple as far as how you get involved. Cause essentially that model is just doing what I decided to do with my girlfriends. And when I decided to travel and host volunteer events in other cities, that's literally how happy period came to fruition. So lots of avenues there to get involved for my listeners. Um, so at this point, Chelsea, I'd like to hear just a little bit more about you, a little bit more of your background, whatever you choose to share. Oh, well, man, what's my story? Uh, I mean, my story is I, I marched to the beat of my own drum. That's been the story of my life. Nobody has ever been able to make me do something that I didn't want to do. Um, no one has ever been able to, like, tell me, tell me who I am or what I'm not, um, that just flows through me wholeheartedly and deeply in everything from personal life to professional life. Um, even my professional life is, is, it's extremely personal. So I actually don't even separate the two. Um, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, exactly. Like me being in my, in my skin and in this body, I've always been, 
comfortable with myself. Um, I like to kind of ooze that into other people when I meet them or when they meet me and um, experience me for whatever reason, whether they're volunteering with me or they're working with me or dating me. Um, you know, they, I like to just spread out my passion or spread out my confidence, um, just transfer my energy, even when my energy is, um, kind of low or quiet and I'm being a little more introverted, um, they'll still feel something because then I'm speaking a little more calmly or, um, or just speaking out something, um, whatever it is that, that I'm feeling, um, giving my outlook on life or just talking about all the different shit that I'm passionate about, um, all the different things I have to deal with, whether it's something negative or positive. Um, so yeah, I mean like that's my story is literally, um, you know, I mean, if I wrote a book or had a podcast or, to, had a biopic or some shit it would literally be called marching to the beat of her own drum i love that good for you you're a good role model thank you i try not to be like i that's not my thing it's, you know, no and i know and i mean it like it's not like i'm trying not to be like positive but it's like i never think of it like oh i'm a role model let me be perfect like i really right. don't give a shit about being perfect to me right. perfect is is boring um I understand like oh people are looking up to you or that's more people should have that juice or that sauce and I'm like okay I get that part but I don't I don't try to come off that way do you know what I mean well that's the part that I like so much <laughs> oh I see yeah because okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure it's weird like because I have some friends who are you know like a little famous so it's a lot of um pressure I've witnessed where, you know, when they feel like they need to be a role model or something like that. I think more people should maybe like relax with that when someone, like how you said, oh, you're a role model. I'm like, oh, thanks. Cool. I try not to be, but cool. I'll take it. You know, but I think some people just take that so like to heart and they just feel like an immense amount of pressure. Like, oh, I have to be perfect. And I'm like, no, just fucking relax and just be yourself. Well, it's like you said, like in your business and like in your personal life, they're kind of like one and the same. And yeah. I think some people kind of get caught up in like, this is my professional persona and that needs to be perfect. Yeah. And that's weird. I think I blame social media. I really do. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's just something that I've been witnessing over and over. Like people are this, they're this thing on social media and then they're a complete cunt in person or they are like just in a bubble overall. And it's like the, you have three personalities. These, these, these are like three people in one. Um, so yeah, I blame social media for that. Like people just feel like they can't really be who they are they're just trying to figure it out I mean or maybe some people just don't know who they are I guess it's whatever I don't know know. I blame social media for a lot of things um so my question that I asked of every guest on the show and which is kind of like the cornerstone of womankind is what does it mean to be a woman in 2019 to you um I don't really uh, I guess does the year does the year have a lot to do with it? Not really. It does for some people, but not for everybody. 
Right, right, right. Um, yeah, because I'm like, I feel like my answer might be the same next year. And it may have been the same two years ago. <laughs> so fine. I was like, oh, maybe this the year, like... Yeah, but you're right. To some people, the year makes a difference because this year it's like, yeah, it means like I'm being told that I can't have an abortion if I live in Alabama. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that. Um, yeah, I think uh, so. For me, like what it means to be a woman, it just for me it means owning your shit and just being unapologetic about it. Um, I feel like with a lot of women we have been programmed to be little or sorry or weak or tender um um just dimming our light a bit if you will um and it's and you know what like it's okay to have weak moments. It's okay to be weak and strong. It's okay to be big and little or to feel big on some days and little on some days, for sure. I just I just, to me though, um, as a black woman, I've been fed that all my life from white people or white society or white media and white non supremacy. Um, it's like really thrown at me a lot to where I've never. I've never believed it and I just always thought it was a crock of shit and um but I've always felt the pressure the pressures of it or just being fed like all this nonsense um so so yeah I I understand like what that feels like <clears throat> but to me so um owning it and or owning who I am and just um not listening to that nonsense and not taking any of that in and just blocking it to the fullest and being myself and not apologizing for it. Um, not apologizing for my big feeling moments, not apologizing for my small or little feeling moments or my weak moments or my strong moments. Um, you know, um, really saying like, I'm multifaceted. I have all these sides and shades to myself and, that's beautiful. That's cool. Um, I can do that shit. You know, I'm a woman. I'm magical. I bleed every month and I don't die. I have all these crazy ass symptoms that's similar to a fucking heart attack, but I don't die. And it's all because I was born a female and I have a working reproductive system with the uterus and the cervix. And I have, and I have a, I have a period every single month that, um, makes me stronger and prepares me to create a whole ass human and actually give birth. Like to me, I think that's really cool. And um, to me, that tells me that I, I'm of the supreme being or I'm on the supreme side. Um, and you can call that, you could say like, or someone can take that as, oh, you're saying that women are the supreme gender or they're, 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 the, they're the superior sex or superior gender, and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess you could say I'm saying that, like, all right, that's cool, that's fine, um, <laughs> um, you know, or it's like, you know, um, uh, but that's just, like, my experience, because, I mean, there are a lot of us that are, are going to choose not to have kids, 
or not to uh, to not reproduce. And that's com- that's completely fine. I still see that person as being a supreme anyway, even if they choose not to have babies or they are not unable to conceive and and carry give out birth. I still think they're amazing too, especially if they're able to live their life um, and own up to it and still be happy and still, you know, um, live in their truth. I, I would still say, yeah, like that's, that's still amazing. You know, if you're able to live through that and not be derailed by any of this bullshit, all the isms and hate and all that, you know? Um, yeah, I would still say that that's, that's amazing. And I would still say that person is a woman, you know what I mean? Just because they don't choose to have children, just like some women don't have periods. They don't have regular periods or whatever's deemed as regular or normal periods. Some women don't. There's a lot of women walking around. My mother, she has like, she had a hysterectomy a long ass time ago. She's still a woman. She's still amazing. She's still supreme. She still owns her shit and does her thing, you know? Um, I think we need to like have that as part of the conversation for sure more often. Um, but yeah, so I think like it's all about for me again, like marching to your own beat and doing it without apologizing and just living, you know. Awesome. You actually answered my next question just in that answer. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so my next question was going to be what are your what are the hardest parts of being a woman and what are your favorite parts? And I think you kind of answered the favorite parts aspect of it. Um, but what are the hardest parts? Um, uh, hmm. There's so many, goddammit. <laughs> uh, I don't really care for people putting me in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, just because... I'm a female or I'm a woman like that I can't do something or that I don't want to do something um, or I'm the same as everyone else <laughs> because I'm a girl like the frustrating part they think all women are the same all girls are the same you know I get the frustration from men when when men hear women say or all men are the same or all men cheat or all men dogs and I'm like that's not true mm-hmm. and, I don't like, and I don't like to be treated as such either um, people just putting me in a box and just thinking like, I'm, I'm like the rest and we're all the same or we all have the same issues and all that. Um, I find that to be extremely frustrating. I find it to be extremely frustrating for sure when other women do it. Um, uh, that, that bothers me. Well, not bother. That annoys me a little bit. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's also frustrating like when, other women don't take care of each other or like when women take care of a man before they take care of another woman of course depending on like the relationship there um I get it of course you would take care of your son before you take care of like a female stranger but I think I'm more than talking about as far as like when it comes to some type of like sisterhood relationship um I don't see much as far as like women taking care of each other now when it comes to like within my community of black women like we do that shit all goddamn day long we take care of each other hardcore but I don't feel that from white women so maybe that's why I'm not trusting of white women as much as I am 
for black women. Same thing with Asian women. I don't feel that at all. I don't feel, um, I feel that from Latino women for sure. Um, but yeah, the other women, uh, white women and Asian women partic- particularly, I don't really feel that as far as this sisterhood or like taking care of each other. It's real cute, like on social media, people like, oh, women empowering other women. And it's like, well, bitch, I'm already empowered. <laughs> so I don't need you to empower me. We're not all weak here. We're not all like, we don't all need like a pick me up. Some of us are already are doing our shit. And we're doing it very well. Um, so. So you don't need empowerment. You need support. Yeah. Like rip, true, genuine support though. Right. Not this fake shit that where it's, um, let me tweet and let me share on Instagram and let me just comment something like, yay. Like, you know, let me not show up to the Black Lives Matter protest or march. Let me just like show up to this panel and just say I'm all about it. And, but not show up, you know, it's like a lot of like fake allyship, mm-hmm. which even to me, like the whole ally thing is still like bullshit because I'm more about like, I need accomplices. I don't need a fucking ally. Right. So it's like more performance than. Yeah. Cause action. my love language, my love language is action. Mm-hmm. And that means more. I push out on people outside of somebody that I'm dating. Like my, I exude my love language to my girlfriends or my homegirls, my family members, even some people that I work with that become my friends, um, colleagues, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm all about action. I mean, I run a fucking charity. It's not too far off yeah. as far as I am, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I was in my personal, my, my professional, it meshes together. So yeah, I just, I guess that's kind of frustrating to me, like where the womanhood is not shown, shown up for through everyone. That's why I don't identify as a feminist. I've never identified as a feminist. I've never supported or been a part of like a feminist movement thing. Um, not even like on a personal level because I don't, because looking at their action, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at who's tweeting or who's like taking selfies or posting shit on the page. I'm looking at like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Or what have you done? And what are you continuing to do? You know, is this real or not? And I'm all about accountability. And that's something that I don't see a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Within my circle, yes. But then again, that's my circle. My circle is very tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've chosen the people that fit into Absolutely. Know, and they chose me too. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's just super important for people to, like, really get and understand. Um, you know, it goes for both ways, you know. But some of us are really about that action. What are you about? You have to ask yourself that. Excellent. I think that's actually a great place to stop with that question. What are you about? Awesome. <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> so um, just to kind of wrap up the episode here, Chelsea, just one more time, tell my listeners where they can find you, how they can get involved with Happy Period. Sure. To get involved with Happy Period, just go to our website at hashtag happyperiod.org. If you want to holler at me directly on Instagram, just go to uh, find me at Chelsea Von Chaz on Instagram. Um, For Facebook, IG, Twitter, for Happy Period, it's We Are Happy Period.
All right, awesome. Well, listeners, thanks so much for listening to Womankind once again. You can find me at www.womankindpodcast.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Womankind Podcast or through email at womankindpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.